0: Hey everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsey Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks uh, for tuning in to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. I'm really excited today. I have an employee with Spartan Invest, Danny Cole, who is part of our uh, sales team on the show with us today. And he's going to be talking about just the real estate market in general, and the impact that we've seen over the last three years since the pandemic. Uh, there's there's a ton to talk about. I know you're probably sick of hearing it, but I think it's the the most important, the most interesting, is the impacts that we've seen on individual markets in the last uh, few months. In the last like nine to ten months, because that is th- those have been drastic, and those have affected people negatively. So I'm really excited to have you on, Danny. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. It's exciting to uh, to kind of go over some of these subjects and let people know kind of the reality of of what, what we're seeing in a local market.
0: Absolutely. Because it definitely affects like comparing comparing the Southeast or comparing Birmingham to even Atlanta is not even an apples to apples comparison. So it, kind of getting in the weeds with that is is really important, especially to our investors. Uh, so everyone knows that we've been in a very high inflation. Home prices are inflated and they've been pushing up. We've seen record breaking appreciation. So, just walk us through from the the pandemic, real quick, just in case anybody has been living in a cave. This is for you. <laughs> Talk a little bit about from like twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two. What what we saw in in real estate.
1: So yeah, early in twenty twenty, it was um, you know, it, or I guess just before. Of course, COVID impacted everything. Uh, and it honestly impacted it in a very different way than many people thought it would. You know, many people thought it was the end of the world, you know, real estate, commodities, everything would crash. Uh, the stock market would crash and and the stock market did crash for a bit. And then it kind of rebounded really quick and, and just really accelerated. But um, with all that being said, the market... Uh, as a whole in a national market level. and and by the way, my disclaimer, there is no national market. I mean, yes, there's statistics for that, but Birmingham, as as you said earlier, is not apples to apples to Atlanta, la, Austin, Dallas, anything in between. They're all different. They're all impacted by different things. Uh, interest rates impact us all, however, in a different way. So um so with that being said, in 2020, uh you know it was the stay at home and it it was almost like people recalibrated them their way of thinking I want to work from home um you know which was kind of was not kind of it was forced at the beginning um I want a yard you know I don't want to be in an apartment and people you know were buying motorhomes and boats and uh ATVs and and really getting outside you know and and so then the, uh, the crunch came because a lot of work wasn't going on as far as the market and the building. And, uh, we were just a little unprepared, I'd tell you from a national perspective. And, uh, and so the buying took place and all these people working from home, getting into new markets and, uh, getting into more affordable markets in many cases, people moving out of California, going into places, um, such as Arizona, such as Boise, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when you saw that, it, uh, it created a crunch as far as inventory. There just wasn't any inventory. And, and after over the course of a couple of years, people started getting in somewhat of a desperation mode. And unfortunately, some people bought things in very expensive markets um, based on pure emotion. Like, I just have to have it now. I'm not going to find anything. The market's never going to change. Um, and so they would buy these things. And I think... In those markets, we're gonna see some buyers' remorse come through in the next couple of years. You know, it's like, hey, this wasn't the end-all be all. You know, <laughs> I didn't have to have this uh cottage, you know, over here in the west end of nowhere. And I actually like the city, <laughs> come to find out. But uh, uh and and you know, for example, in New York, you saw a big exodus out of New York, and now you're seeing people go back to New York, you know, live in the city after COVID and And again, people, you know, live there their whole lives in many cases. They thought, well, we'll escape this kind of scene. And all of a sudden they're back into it. You know, that's what they're used to maybe. Um, With all that in mind, the market soared Uh, 2021, 2022. uh, May was about the peak in most areas, May to June. Because even though in January we started seeing upticks from a Fed rate, and, and because of the CPI, because inflation was soaring out of control. And, um, and the, the Fed were saying, you know, hey, no matter what, boom or bust, the CPI, that's, we have to fix inflation first. That is our main goal. And in that, they're like, you know, they have a goal of 2% and they still do. And they said, we're going to still increase until that happens. But when you go from, you know, a Fed rate of, of zero, You know, and that's the money going between banks and 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 it's not directly correlated with like a a 30 year mortgage. It it, it impacts or affects short term money more than anything. So think about your credit cards. Think about uh, corporate loans. Think about, you know, things that are two to five years um, or 30 days for that matter. So they continually increased, but it took a while in the system to increase, you know, to kind of catch up. So May was still the peak in that in 2022. And then we started seeing some, some fall off with the median sales price. That median sales price in different markets uh, was is drastically different. So um, since, you know, in May of 2022, the median sales price in Austin, Texas was 555,000. Uh, in Boise, Idaho, it was 550,000. And that area saw a insane, rapid surge in appreciation. But the problem is, is that the biggest problem is that um, income wasn't changing that fast anywhere in the nation. It increased, but it just wasn't changing fast enough to keep up this surge. So the PE ratios in different spots of the country were getting really out of whack, honestly. Um, And so go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry. So, yeah, like you said, though, the the Fed came out and they said, hey, this, you know, to to curve inflation, we are going to make this our top priority. It's our number one, number two, number three. And they have and they have stuck to their guns and aggressively hiked interest rates. And so like you said, in January is when it started, but we didn't really start seeing the effects on the real estate market until that summer, until summer of 2022. So talk a little bit about what, you, what you're seeing or what you've seen happen in the markets in these various, uh, or I'm sorry, seeing what's happened in real estate in the various markets that, that you're talking about.
1: So um, some markets that were heavily impacted with migration, you know, because they're getting out of these very, very expensive areas like California, the Bay Area, wherever it may be. They were looking to get into more affordable markets. And at the time, back in 2020, you know, they were much more affordable, but they, um, they've they kind of surged in price. And, and even Florida is one of those markets, even though it's on the opposite end, about as far as away as you can get from California. But you saw that work from home environment. And so a lot of tech workers, they moved out. Um, With the Fed rate increases, uh, you also saw a lot of uh, layoffs starting, especially in the tech sector. The reason for that was that uh, money was practically free, you know, for years. I mean, the Fed rate was zero. Uh, People were saying like, hey, I I can't go out and buy a T-bill or bonds or something very safe. I'll invest in startups. You know, it's it's the best way to use my money. And uh, the risk just wasn't there for them. And so... When all that changed with the interest rates, people were backing out of that and saying, oh, no, wait a minute. I I need to put my money in other places. Um, Tech startups aren't aren't it. So you you started seeing the downsizing, you know, things that just didn't make sense, the valuations that didn't make sense. And so these people coming across the the markets, the buying slowed, of course, because interest rates are getting higher. Um, At any given level, you're looking at, upper fives to mid sixes into the sevens. And so, and this is coming from a time, you know, two years before, a year before, you could get into the threes, you know, so for the same type of investment. And so some markets, I don't want to say catastrophic because there's still inventory issues. A lot of people didn't want to move because, hey, I'm locked in at a 3.375 rate. I'm not moving. I don't care what happens. Um, But Sometimes that's also forced because of layoffs. So you see people and their income changes drastically. So some markets have dipped 20%. As I mentioned, Austin was 555K back in May of 22. Today, or this, you know, I should say uh, April, it's at 450 as far as the median sales price. And so wow. that's a big drop. That's 20% practically. Uh, Boise, Idaho is another migration market. Very similar, 20% down. It's down to 440 Um, and that's that metro area. And so it gives a good glimpse of what we're really seeing in these markets. Now you go out here to Huntsville and the market's much more affordable and people have migrated there. However, it's not a migration surge. So our PE ratios, the price to earnings ratios, they're just not out of whack. It's still affordable. That just means a lot. Um, and you couple that with a lot of new blue collar and white collar jobs, federal jobs, a lot of diversity you know, it's down 5%. Again, interest rates, they impact everybody. They just impact everybody differently, depending on how you're set up. So Birmingham is a little more, it's about 10%. Uh, Birmingham is, it does tend to fluctuate in a very small level, not necessarily big swings up or down. It's still very, very linear, but you'll see more divots uh, within that market, you know, month to month. It's it's just kind of odd. I, I, honest, to be very transparent, I don't know. I don't have a concrete explanation there, but uh, still very stable and more affordable than Huntsville with a big revitalization. So with all that being said, yes, the markets have changed, but they've all changed very differently. Um, we're still seeing really good rates. This week we're at 6.25% with 25% down. That's phenomenal money. I mean, it's still free money. When you look at the inflation, I mean, the reported CPI rate's four point nine
0: percent,
1: and I do that on purpose because it's not true. Uh, if you're
0: listening to this on on your podcast, that's Danny doing the air quotations under the 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 CPI number.
1: But uh, but yeah, so I mean, you got CPI, and, and they're still they're 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 staying true to their course. He wants two percent. Yeah, you know, he's going that way. He's still increasing. They they increased increased 25 basis points in the latest Fed meeting. Um will they say the do course? Do you
0: think he'll increase again?
1: I I think he will. I think he he either has to hold stable for a while and and then increase, you know, maybe slow it down a bit. But if he reverts, if he pivots now, all we'll do is surge in inflation because the market, I believe, this is Danny, nothing else. But I do believe that the market would respond to that very emotionally thinking, oh, that was it. Now we're good. Now rates are going to drop. And now we're going to buy again. And we would create an inflationary situation. So, I mean, there needs to be a little little more pain in the market. I think a lot of that pain is going to be in corporate commercial deals this time. Um, it's not going to be necessarily in certain markets that are linear, uh, in residential. But if you're in a market, I'm sorry, Floridians, I'm picking on you. If you're overbuilt like Florida, if there was dirt, it was turned over. It's overbuilt. Um, there's too much multifamily. There's too much single family out there. In many cases, Florida's uh, obviously has submarkets, Um, but I think they will feel the impact. As I mentioned, Austin and Boise, they're already feeling that impact. Um, but it will vary state to state, city to city.
0: Right. And I guess I'm going to be interested to see just how long the inventory shortages last because you have so many people that have overpaid for their property and locked in at a, you know, Almost non-existent interest rate. They're they are not going to be looking to sell, like you said. Things are going to have to happen to them in order to push sales. And unfortunately, if you're being forced to sell, it's usually at a negative impact. So it's a probably a recession caused. And um, and people are going to be slow to decrease their property say pro- property prices. You've got the comps. You've got homes that have sold for in Austin for over $500,000. And so you're going to be a little bit apprehensive on putting your property on the market for 450000 just based on comps and what we see in the market. Now, I do, for those of listening and you couldn't see Danny's hand, he did a little, like a little itty bitty wave with his hand talking about the Birmingham market. And it's very true that the the Birmingham market is extremely stable and that we've only ever seen an average of about 3% appreciation year over year. And that's not, you're not going to get the appreciation like you did in Southern California or like you did in Austin, but it is going to be more stable. You'll see a little increase, a little decrease, a little increase, a little decrease, uh, but it's very stable. And I'll be very interested to see how Huntsville responds to its current growth given its affordability uh, et cetera. so what do you think what what do you foresee in these particular markets in the next 10 months
1: in the short term I think there'll be more um you know are you speaking of Alabama and Huntsville's the Birminghams or are you thinking more volatile markets
0: uh yeah let's let's do both what do you what do you think about kind of our markets first mm-hmm. what what would you see in the next 10 Ten months, and then other more volatile markets.
1: In our markets, I think we will see um, a, a little more of uh, sustainability. You know, because as I mentioned, you saw Huntsville drop about five percent from the peak. You saw Birmingham drop about ten percent. Um, I don't think that will continue here because the biggest thing, two things, we have in our in our favor. The first is that uh, we're not well. Three, we're not overbuilt. And when you look at and I would encourage anybody out there on the podcast to look um, certain markets, building permits, all that, that is easy to find. So that's information that you can check out for yourself. Um, You know, trust but verify, as Maureen McCann always says. But uh, the other thing is affordability. It's just a big factor. I mean, and not just affordability, but what are people making versus what are things costing? We've seen an increase here and we've seen Huntsville saw a bigger surge um, since the, the May 2022 peak. The difference is in some of these markets that are more volatile, they're well under the beginning, January 2022, where we saw a huge surge from January, that six month period. Birmingham and Huntsville is still above that January 2022 mark. So they come off their peaks, but they're still really good. Um, and, and so I don't think that we're going to continue to see just a downward spiral uh, because of the affordability. Now, in Huntsville, I do believe the multifamily market will be more impacted because Huntsville has built out more multifamily in the short term. I think the 10-month, the maybe two-year on that front, it, it wouldn't. it's not where I would want to be, is all I'm saying, just because there's a great deal of competition coming into that market. And, yes, there are a tremendous amount of people coming in. But uh, I think that could be a little bit more volatile in the short term. Now, Huntsville has no there's no reason to think they won't continue to grow because of the job market changing. But the other big thing that helps us is the diversity in our economy. That's huge. I mean, Birmingham's huge in medical uh, logistics. You've got insurance. You've got uh, um, industrial. Huntsville is very aerospace, federal. Tech, I mean, you just got a, a, the full, uh, full diversity scope, and that helps because you don't want to be in a situation where all your eggs are in one basket. I mean, it's just pretty common sense. Um, the more volatile markets, especially those that were hedged on one thing, like just tech, same conversation, you know, opposite reaction. I don't think that's good. The, uh, the ones that were heavily impacted by migration, uh, those are going to be the biggest impacted, in my opinion, because P.E. ratios, the price to earnings, the 97 percent that didn't move there in the last three years, they still can't afford what you have, what, what it escalated to. So that has to adjust out. That's why it changed so fast. Um, and and some of those people though, with the general migration, if it's if it's built around migration being at that level, then there's no way it can sustain itself because migration won't continue in the history of mankind. Migration doesn't stay consistent at that level. So I think those markets will be impacted more. Uh, They will find their long run averages. And, uh, and then for, so for many of those markets, it's going to be a kind of a a pretty big decline. So, um, you know, in the long term, if you can buy it and hold it for 10 years, even in some of those other markets, And you might be fine, but this is not a flip atmosphere when it comes to those volatile markets. Um, Here, the affordability and the factor that uh, people are with technology being able to move to where they want to, even though a lot of places are calling them back to work, you're not going to stop technology as a whole. People will be able to, in the next five years, work from their home environment or wherever they wish uh, in many situations, so they'll move to where they'd like to live.
0: ah oh, man danny i was I was just about to bring that up too one hundred percent, I was thinking just that because we've seen a lot of employers bringing employees back into the office. that's been we've seen that surge as well where remote work is the new thing and and there's a lot of jobs out there that that can be done effectively uh, remotely. However, we've seen a, quite a significant increase in employers forcing employees to come back. So if you've moved because and now your job does not allow you to work remotely and you can't find a job that necessarily pays as much, you know, then as what your other job did when you were living in a New York or a California, et cetera, then, then kind of what do you do and how is that going to affect the market? And I think we'll see, we'll see some of that, uh, start affecting in, in the next year, year and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll reel back in. Cause again, the sustainability of heavy, heavy migration for any market is, is in the history of, you know, America, it just, it doesn't stay the course.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much, Danny, for coming on and and talking about this. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. I always enjoy our uh, conversations.
0: All right. Well, that's another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at spartaninvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.